The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. It is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. And, man, if you listen to me, it's it's that BBW time. Bankroll Builder Wednesday. Though, you know, we do like big girls around here, too. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. <laughs> We got love for you. You hear him chuckling. Joining me today, a Twitter sphere, horse racing Twitter fucking legend, uh, usually out here giving out his tips for free and uh, making his first appearance on the show. The oldest oldest young man on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Trusty. What's up, Dennis? How's it going, buddy? What's going on, Chase? Doing all right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, so we, we're going to be looking at the fairgrounds card, and Dennis went hard, man. Like, I not only did... You know, he come prepared, handicapped, ready, ready to uh, talk about it. He he's in his like his Drew Brees jersey. He's got the Saints hat on. Like he's he's uh, if I threw yeah. at him, he would show me his tits. Like he's ready to to New Orleans it up. That's that's for sure. Oh yeah, I figured if we go into Cajun country, better get out the New Orleans gear. That's right. So uh, have you have you ever gone to uh, Fairgrounds slash New Orleans? Yes, that's uh, actually the only place I vacationed to before was New Orleans Fairgrounds. I, I went to uh, Bourbon Street and all that, being from Kentucky, uh, since this is the first time. Uh, but, yeah, that was the only time I took a trip anywhere, and it was it was fun. I was underage of drinking or gambling. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter down there. I my way in, and, and you know, you got to sneak your way into the uh, casino part, and then you got to sneak your way through to the horse racing part, which is fun. But, uh, no, uh, no that, that whole city's a blast. Yeah, I, I've only the only time I've done fairgrounds, I was actually there for Jazz Fest. So I, I have watched music on the infield at, at fairgrounds, but I've never actually been there for the racing. And I mean, you know, they're not doing turf racing right now because uh, their turf was in terrible shape. And I'll be honest, I, I will just say I saw tons of grass burning while I was down there. Uh, usually it was in front of me in my hand. And it was a little bit purple. Yeah. I remember that sack of weed. It was a little bit purple that time. Um, say, yeah. Uh, was that something else on the grass? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, we, what we saw the, I think the roots were playing. Like we caught the roots with like special Ooh. guest ludicrous. It was pretty cool. It's pretty good. Uh, you don't care about any of that because you're, you're a young folk, but for, for people like me who are, uh, you know, in our thirties, they're all like, oh yeah, that was an awesome show. All the, all of Dennis's young friends are going to be like, this fucking guy, ludicrous. Who listens to ludicrous anymore? But yeah, what man, young uh, friends? I barely have any friends in the first place. What young <laughs> friends? <laughs> I, that's right. That's right. As as Twitter's oldest uh, young man out there, I am I am Dennis Dennis's youngest friend at the at the age of thirty seven. So so do you have do you do much play with horse uh, with fairgrounds? Are you uh, someone who pays a lot of attention to fairgrounds, or or would you rather be focusing on something else this time of year? 
I want to, sorry, let me preface this by saying we initially wanted to do Turfway for Friday, but they just dragged their feet getting those PPs out. So I gave Dennis a list of tracks that he chose, he chose fairgrounds for, for today. So uh, I figure you might, you probably like it if you chose it, right? Well, I mean, I like every, every racetrack really, but um, after kind of like you said, when Turfway was dragging, um, it kind of became, well, Turfway's dragging. I don't really feel comfortable doing Gulfstream because even though I like Gulfstream, it becomes the wild, wild west down there, you know, and, and especially being open a week. I figured go to the track that has at least been running and at least has no turf racing. So, you know, what you're going to get no matter rain, snow or whatever, because they've had a lot of rain down there. Right. But uh, yeah, no, that's why I chose it. I was looking at the weather just a, a little bit ago, and it looks like you're going to have like a couple days, like a day of dry on Thursday, and then it looks like it's dry on Friday. But he's, he's 100% right. You've gotten a ton of weather. Yeah, I mean, your other choices were like aqueduct, which I think they just put the aqueduct turf under the shrink wrap for the for the winter. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, you know, fair. you're right about the Gulfstream. When it's not like officially the Gulfstream Championship meet, which I don't think it's like clocked over to that yet, just mm-hmm. God knows what what you're gonna fucking get uh, with some of those races before you know all the Chads and Todds and everything start start shipping in. So it's a, I mean, I my thing about fairgrounds is it's such a weirdly shaped track. It seems like where it's like a really like long and wide oval with really tight turns, and it feels like the stretch is about oh, so on and on and on like and on and a half long yeah man like it, it's the perfect track to remind you that prayers for the wire to hurry up and get there are just seldom answered yeah oh yeah for sure i was watching uh races down there like i said this weekend and i was like okay they i'm, I'm gonna get caught i'm gonna get i'm caught okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah, your early speed just go, goes to die. You see, you feel like you should have hit the wire like you know half a furlong ago, and it just it just keeps going. But yeah. we are going to talk more about fairgrounds when we come back from this quick break. It's BBW Wednesday, which I well, bankroll builder Wednesday Wednesday. I guess is what I just said. How about we'll just say it's the BBW show on the No TV. When we come back, me and Dennis Trust are going to talk about this fairgrounds card. We will be right back. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with the WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where play through WinBet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the 
Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm going to spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. And it is Bankroll Builder Wednesday. What does that mean? It means that we're going to be looking at a card. We've got a $100 budget. All races are eligible to play. All types of wagers also eligible to play. And it's just me and Dennis going back and forth talking about how we're going to try to make money on this Friday card for fairgrounds. As we mentioned, no turf at fairgrounds. Uh, we chose it blindly. Yeah, it's not the best of cards, but, you know, you you play the card you get, not the card that you want. Uh, for me, I, I don't know about Dennis. Uh, what I tried to do with this one is there just seemed to be a couple races where there's some really extreme kind of pace scenarios that I kind of want to anchor everything in where it's just way too much early speed. And I've got some horses that I think are going to pick up the pieces. So everything was kind of structured around those few races because I haven't watched a ton of it. I'm going to play it pretty true to the pace. Uh, Dennis, did you have any sort of like overarching kind of plan for how you're going to attack this card? Well, uh, I, I, I personally like doing every race. Um, I know that's not what a lot of people will like to hear because, you know, the, the famous says you can beat the race, but you can't beat the races, I guess. But for me, I like trying to play prices and if cutting my bankroll down smaller, but having more ability to take more risk or to have more chances in order to connect to a bigger price. All I want to do is be like right once, twice, maybe three times. And that, that's good enough for me. Um, I know a lot of people don't do that, but that, that's, that's the way I get all the cards, is which card's the best for prices. So Right. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, some people might not like it, but I guarantee the DGens who just listened to the show for having free picks and free horse racing picks absolutely love the fact that you're playing every, every single card or every single race on the card uh, so that you uh, so they can just tail what Dennis is doing today. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into it. Race one. Five and a half furlongs. It's a Louisiana bread for non-winners of two lifetime. $20,000 claimer. Uh, this one, to me, looked like one that was absolutely going to melt down. It looked like uh, a ton of early pace here, though it is only a five and a half furlong race. Uh, Dennis, uh, what did you think of this race, and how were, how were you playing race one? Well, uh, in the first race, uh, I figure the two is a Steve Asmussen horse. Steve Asmussen is a very good trainer. And I figure if he's dropping this horse in for a claim in 20, then he's trying to get rid of it and trying to get the win out of the horse. And he, he faced uh, the same horse twice in a row, once at Prairie Meadows. But funny enough, that same horse went down to Louisiana Downs for a state-bred Louisiana Red race, and he still couldn't beat the horse. So I took the two, and I'm boxing in his acta, dollar acta, with the one-two, Two, three, two, five, and two, six. That's eight dollars. That might not be a huge budget builder, but I will say this if the two runs first or second, you should have the exact, and at least that's a good way to start out the day. Oh, yeah. Can't can't go wrong making a profit. I we used a lot of the same horses, and this is the this is how I finally I decided to do it. And I, I, you know, Dennis is gonna he's kind of showing you more the grinded out method. I'm going for like four big swings on this card. Uh, the first play I had was a $10 exacta one over two, three, and five. Um, for one, I thought that the one was the, the probably horse that's most likely to pick up the pieces. Cause this thing actually does probably look like we, we do get, you know, a pretty hot pace. As we mentioned, the, the fucking fairground stretch is about 
uh, three and a half years long. Uh, so I, I thought that this horse, uh, Dorginus, I think is its name, it's seven to two on the morning lines. The horse actually picks up the pieces and gets, gets up over that, that two, three, and five for an exacta. Uh, you got to think that the two that, that, uh, uh, Dennis mentioned the Aspison horse is going to take a good amount of money. Uh, the dirty old Pish, Danny Pish, is probably going to take a good bit of money too. So I'm just trying to structure that to where I take my best opinion, the one, and then I get it over the two, three, and the five, who is, the other horse that I initially wasn't considering until I saw this pace scenario as another one to get in. And because I want to, I think that a horse from off the pace is going to go ahead and take this race. I'm going to go ahead and start off with a, a $1 pick three also. So I'm in for 54 uh, in this one. So $30 for the uh, $10 exacta, $24 for the $1 pick three, which is going to be one with five, uh, who is the, uh, you know, my two off pace horses here. Uh, I went two, three, six, seven in the next race uh, where, you know, this is another one where it's just like a wide open maiden race. Uh, seven is a first time starter who looks pretty good for Michael Stidham should take a bunch of money, but I think that this is actually pretty wide open. I probably end up getting the chalk though. The six who's the favorite there. And then I finish it off with the two, five, six, because it's a lot like race one where the pace is extremely hot and you just have a couple of horses that look like they can run from off of it. So I'm using those. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm big investment early. Like I'm due for a shitty day if I'm wrong. Uh, race one, I'm I'm definitely doing some clawing later in the card. So let's move on to race two. I already gave you the four horses I'm using for pick th- for that pick three purpose. Dennis, what'd you think of race two? Uh, how do you see the race shaping up, and how are you playing it? Well, uh, I'm using one of the horses. I'm, I'm betting one of your horses outright. Uh, first of all, six real quick. That's the morning line favorite. And why I don't like the six. The six has had uh, five turf races, no wins. Started out on dirt and didn't come close. Joe Sharp is currently, uh, from what the program says here, seven starts, zero wins, three seconds, and zero thirds. And for me, that means that he did not send his best horses down yet. He was still running them at Churchill. And so for that reason, I went to two who I think should be sitting right off of the leaders. Uh, was beaten favorite last time out by seven lengths. Ran second by a length uh, two back. Drops in class and uh, I think just does enough to get the job done before the turn of the year to break the main and then maybe retire her and breed her as a filly. But I bet seven to win in place on the two. Okay. You know, I probably should not even use this six in my ticket. But what I ran into is that they added the blinks to it. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a horse that I think might be just a has to have the lead kind of horse. And so whenever they put the blinks on horses like that, I mean, for I'm I'm just I'm gross, like obsessed with that kind of horse. I'm, I'm like this little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets the stand on. I'm a dirty dirty little pig boy for for horses that you know look like they need the lead and they're getting blinkers for the first time and it's based off of these like dirty dirty running lines where they lose by like 20 links because they just pack it in and quit without the lead so uh that's Mm -hmm. the only reason i included it it's probably the smarter play gambling wise to just completely drop that six off of my ticket but um i'm sticking with it because i want to only i i I was trying to keep up but uh so did you use the seven horse in your? Pick? I did. I did the first time starter for okay. aim for Stidham. Uh, I was I two, three, six, seven. 
I wasn't the biggest fan on the seven because the horse is out of hit or bomb and uh, has turf reading on front and back. And with that being said, Mike said I'm one of the best turf trainers out there. Drops in for a claiming tag straight off and on dirt. I didn't like that horse at all, but that's just me, I guess. It's uh, you know, you know, the angle that that kind of is in play for that seven is it's the only horse that I don't know for a fact, uh, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't suck. He hasn't, uh, like or she hasn't sucked yet. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone else really sucks. This is the like, so I always try I like to play the new shooters whenever that happens. Uh, the, there are a lot of knocks for this horse, like, like, uh, Dennis kind of pointed out, but I felt like you had to use it. Uh, for one, mm-hmm. uh, man, is this horse working slow? We're talking one Oh two, one Oh three, one Oh four kind of, you know, kind of, uh, five furlong works where you really kind of want to be a little bit closer to about that minute time typically, uh, with, uh, with your, uh, your work workout times. But, I mean, still, Mike, Michael Stidham, it's, uh, you know, this kind of just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks kind of play for me with this pick three. Uh, try to hopefully hit a price or hope that I get some just unreasonable float on one of these. All right. And so, here, give me your play one more time for race two. The seven win a place on the two. That costs you $4. There you go. And currently go. up to 22 Ralph Nix. Man, where's Ralph Nix? I thought Ralph Nix runs a lot. Well, no, it's Gulfstream. That's right. That's right. That's where Gulfstream yeah. runs. I was thinking That's he was at the New York. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph Nix. Got a why, bet in the why are you here angle. Damn it. Damn it, Dennis. I respect it. Uh, race three. It's six furlong. Seven, $7.5 thousand dollar claimer. I, you say the point and people think like millions coming. No, yeah. It's seven thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, claiming race six furlongs on the dirt, of course. Uh, and I actually did have another play here, but uh, guess first, Dennis. Uh, what'd you think of race three? Uh, How's the race shaping up? What's your play? Well, when you say the point, you could add this whole field up and wouldn't get to a million, so that's that's funny enough as it is, right? Um, but I'm I, I'm gonna do an exacta here, uh, just a dollar exacta four five on top with. The one, three, four, five, seven, kind of wide open for second. I just think the four or the five will get a perfect trip. Five cutting back. And the four is kind of that horse that didn't like Delta going five furlongs that might just need to go that extra little bit. So not really much to say here. I don't love this race, but I like four or five on top to win it and then take a bunch for second. I was pretty close to what you did. Uh, and what I ended up doing was uh, I, I thought that this one, I mean, once again, it's another one where you have like three or four, you know, four, maybe, yeah, sorry, actually four or five horses that might just send and go straight for the front and uh, two that should be hanging off. I didn't like those two that were hanging off the uh, pace uh, quite as much as I did in the first race. Uh, so I went with one that's going to be just sitting kind of just off a little bit wide, should be closing up the middle of the track, but hopefully not leave itself too much to do and hopefully not get sucked into too hot of a, a pace duel. And that's the five lane of the Pharaohs right now. It's three to one. I have a feeling I probably get that if not a little bit more and decided to do a $10 win with that five. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and just so I could get to an even number uh, to take a bigger swing down the road. I've got a $2 exacta, just five over two and six, uh, two and six were the two horses that I saw which I wasn't really that crazy about, but from a pace setup, they look like the horses that should be running late uh, behind Lane Pharaohs, hopefully picking off, uh, picking them up and putting them down uh, in the exactus. So once Dennis and I see the the first uh, part of it, pretty similar, but uh, we uh, we differed a little. We bit disagree with, totally uh, on the second part. That's so funny. Yeah, 
The only yeah. two horses I don't have is the two and the six. But I, my reasoning, I like your reasoning, though, is you think those are going to be the two closers that just get up right at the wire behind the five. I'm hoping one of the horses that I have second hang on and hold off for your two and six right at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, that's it. Sounds like it sounds like this is where we stop being friends and we start being yeah. start being competitors, my man. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's it's really it's always really interesting whenever you start playing a new track, trying to structure out these sort of like you know, exotic mm-hmm. vertical wagers because trying to figure out how the track's going to play, if you're able to make up ground or not, especially when you haven't watched. If it was up to me, I, I probably would have uh, watched a little bit more uh, replays, but I'm still out here and swinging. So speaking of swinging, let's swing on to race number four. Uh, going two turns, one mile. It's a $50,000 LA, that's Louisiana bread, made in special weight. It's for two-year-old fillies. Now, if I'm trying to grow my bankroll, two-year-old fillies, I just stay the fuck away from. Dennis, why are you so bold? How are you such a such a brave man to try to try to get some action in this? Tell me what you thought of this one. Well, to be honest with you, first of all, I was going to stay out of this race. This was going to be the only race I skipped. And I just said, well, the one horse, I'm betting five and five on, five to win and place on the one, nicely unified. Uh, Cal... Brett Calhoun is the trainer. I'm tossing the last race, pretending the horse is like a first-time starter. Has got Autumn Hill Farms Racing Stables as the owner, uh, and that's a homebred. And, and Autumn Hill is very big in Louisiana horse racing. And they get Ray Lou Gutierrez, who in the last 60 days is 22 starts with the trainer, 18% win. I figure, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Maybe. You Listen, know, you put you put Raylu on a price. I'm betting with both hands. I fucking love yeah. Raylu. Raylu might be one of my favorite jocks right now. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Santos Sink, uh, and, and you know Calhoun's thirty one percent on the meat. Raylu's like you said, twenty six percent. That's pretty good for horse racing standards. And I just figure the horse is well worth the shot. Stretching out, I, like I said, I think basically is the first time starter here. Have one start at Delta, bothered start going five furlongs, and that's just a toss race. He passed a couple horses at the end, but I, I, I hope the horse gets sent towards the lead today. Right, because, I mean, main races, most of the time you're going to see one kind of in a gate-to-wire sort of fashion. So, uh, and, you know, this one, bothered start, uh, you know, it, that's, that's something that I kind of like to look for in horses that – Kind of what I mentioned earlier with race two, horses that need the lead but haven't necessarily made the lead before. So a bothered start, maybe if this one breaks a little bit quicker. If they were putting fucking Lasix and blinkers on this one, then I'd go nuts for it. Uh, I wish I had the sound drop for this because uh, if this horse wasn't nine to five, I might have played it because, uh, man, when it comes to when it comes to star guitar babies in, uh, in Louisiana at the fairgrounds... <laughs> Little pig boy comes from the dirt. <laughs> He's a weasley little mud grub who needs to be stood on. Little pig boy. Dirty fucking little pig boy for star guitar horses at at, at a fairgrounds. Uh, first of all, because mostly just because I love the commercial. It's, it has to have been the best yeah, horses true. commercial of all time. Coming on strong. Well, I was going to ask that. Is that is that better than the Run Happy stuff by far, right? 
Oh, hands down. Hands it's like a Travis Tritt song that they're that, that they're playing. It's not Mattress Mac talking to me about about how you know the horse only ran on hay, oats, and water. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure thing. Sure thing. Mattress Mac. Uh, all right. So what was your bet here one more time on race four? Uh five to one in place on the one, hoping to get that four to one price. I don't know what I'm gonna get. It's like uh it's like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're going to get with these maiden horses, what they're going to go off at. So I'm hoping four to one. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse goes off favorite, though, honestly. I endorse your your use of the place pool in this one. Uh, the reason being that the the nine to five guitar woman, the star guitar horse, nine to five. And if this horse is taking that sort of money, you know, gets that sort of share of the place pool, I, there's a great chance that horse doesn't actually hit the place pool. The horse has never, mm-hmm. I think it's only finished third uh what finished third no it's placed a couple times but it's really been off of form uh really not finished well so i i like using the place pool there because you will get a little bit of value there and if the horse doesn't come through you got a little little safety so moving on race five six furlongs ten thousand dollar claimer nine winners of two lifetime going six furlongs at the fairgrounds let's see three years old and upper man this is uh this is one that uh you know I actually didn't use. I did consider it because it's another one that looks like it's chock full of early speed again. Yeah, um, for me, this race is ugly as you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I played eight to one on the seven. Uh, no place price here. Just, I think that the seven at three to one. I know that's not a great price. Was claimed three back from Renee Burrell. Had Calvin Burrell on, went to the lead, and just quit because Calvin's old. Um, and then gets a uh, different jockey, different trainer, and wins the next time out, and then comes back and shows speed again on a stretch out and just folds up like a lawn chair. Um, and then, you know, comes on this layoff and cuts down in class to claim in 10 and goes to sprint and back to where it won. Eh, why not? I mean, it's, it's a bad race, like you said. I'm just hoping that maybe I get to jump on everybody in this race and just hang on to the wire. But if not, I think the horse is going to quit. And then chaos will probably happen and somebody will pass right at the end. All right. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to pound on through to race six. Uh, uh-huh. This was my last play on here because I and I uncorked I something big. Uh, I'm eating chalk and uh, doing it just without any sort of shame at all. But I want to hear how, uh, how Dennis Ooh. is playing this one. You got a couple Brad Cox horses here. You've got a, a, a Jason Barkley. He's in here. Michael Stidham's in here. Uh, it's it's a pretty good little race, you know, for as many entries as they are. Uh, but, you know, from a pace standpoint, from how lightly raced some of these are, it's pretty interesting. So what'd you go with here, Dennis? Well, I went with uh, two bets here. I'm retiring in this race. Uh, five to one in place on the three on the Jason Barkley uh, two-minute drill. Uh, came out at six race ran against uh, Key of Life, who finished a very disappointing. I know the owners was disappointed in that horse on uh, Saturday at Churchill, but had a bad trip. So I figured the horse might be better than what it was at one to nine. So the three coming out of a race that ran against a very nice horse at six to one, broke its main two back, should have broke its main three back, got beat by a nose. Stretching out here has the pedigree to kind of stretch out, maybe not on the back side, on the damn side, but 
definitely on the sire side. Uh, so five to one place on the three, and then a two dollar exacta box three, four, the force of Mike Sim that's going to be on the lead coming from turf to dirt. Gets Lasik's back on, and, and I just think, well, maybe that horse is worth a shot. And then, like you said, I got to use one Brad Cox horse, and that's a six. I'm gonna take the six in there who closed in to pick up last time out at Churchill going a mile, hasn't been seen since, which is kind of a little bit concerning, but. I'd rather take that horse than the Cox horse on turf or the two horse that won on turf. Yeah, I, I ended up keying my play around this six, uh, just eating chalk, but trying to extract value out of it by keying it on top in a trifecta. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sometimes all you can really do with some of these some of these races, but I, I only really kind of save this move for races where I feel like I pretty well know who the winner is going to be. And I think that uh, Badukata, the number six, nine to five on the morning line for Brad Cox. Uh, hell, not just for Brad Cox, for the Flo Cox, uh, Florent Giroux and, and Brad Cox here. So, uh, you know, you get the hot Cox with uh, with Flo and usually, per, you know, good things happen at the fairgrounds. And this is the horse that wants to run from off the pace, show the maturity to actually pass other horses and start. Uh, you know, granted, it got a very hot pace to run into going going the mile. Uh, but we'll see how it does mm-hmm. going two turns, adds the Lasix here. So I can't really complain with that. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm just going to key this horse over, over uh, you know, three other horses that I like. So I'm six over one, two, three, over one, two, three, and a $5 trifecta for 30 bucks total. Uh, you know, take the horse that I know is going to win and then, you know, just see, see who else I think is going to be in the mix and let them figure out who it's going to be for the, for the, you know, the next two positions. So that, that puts mm-hmm. me all in at my hundred between the, the race one exacta and uh pick three, the race three uh win and exacta and then race six, just a big fucking stinky trifecta. All well, right. and for me, I forgot to add that I'm at $70 right now. So we still got plenty of wiggle room for me. Yeah, man, you got oh man, thirty bucks to spend between two races. With the way you've been nickeling and diamonding us, this is going to be Dennis Trusty living high on the hog between races seven and eight. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's <laughs> let's look at race seven. I, I'm not sure if you can actually call this the feature, though. I guess it would be in the feature race position because it's the penultimate race mm-hmm. in this eight race card. Uh, another fifty thousand dollar Louisiana bred, uh, made in special weight for two year old fillies. Uh, what a young cork in here with all that extra money there, money bags. Well, money bags here. Uh, I'm going to be doing an exacta and a trifecta. Uh, first trifecta of the day. Uh, but my exacta is going to be a dollar exacta box, one, three, eight. The one is another Autumn Hill Farm Racing Stable horse. Uh, trainers 38% so far at the meet. Um, and they kept this one as well. Has had two bullet works at Evangeline. And it seems like they've been holding this horse back for the higher purses at fairgrounds. Uh, the three um, is uh, it's a uh, set hut racing, which I believe is um, the um, who used to be that Carolina Panthers quarterback, Delome, the the home. Oh uh, yeah, Jake Delome. Yeah, that's who I believe owns this horse. If, I, if my memory's right on on that, and I think the horse is worth a shot. Damn, has five winners out of six starts. Um, and the dam was also a stakes winner. So I think the horse is worth a shot at eight to one. And then lastly, the exact part, uh, another star guitar uh, worked out a bullet two back. 
And uh, I, I think that horse is very speedy out of the gate. I would say another horse that was working out of Vanceland that seems to be uh, waiting for this moment as uh, a $110,000 purchase. I think that horse could be anything. And then the trifecta will be a 1368 boxed. Um, six just ran a stakes race. And eh, if they thought enough to put it in the stakes race, might as well use it here. So exact the box, 138, and then a 50 cent trifecta box, 1368. I like it because you're including both star guitars. And, uh, you know, like I said, I love the Travis Tritt commercial that they use. Uh, also, I really like I do like you using the eight for the reason that the the bullet work comes two back. It's not it's not a bullet work followed by the race. I hate that pattern. Absolutely hate that pattern. However, I love this pattern of bullet work, slower work, and then time to race. Usually those those horses are, are keyed up to to run. Um yeah, that's uh there we go. I I, I also I don't do a lot of boxing personally, but this is one thing I want to say. If you're out here and you're listening to this podcast, if you're a little bit more of an experience, better. If you're sh- if you shit all over boxing, then me and you are going to have a problem because there's a time and a place for everything. It's there's a time to box, and it, God damn it, if there's ever time to box, it's a two year old Louisiana bred for Phillies race. Yeah. So, let's exactly. go ahead. Let's, That's all. Yeah, That's man. The like, for disaster. Like, it, it, people will tell you, it's like, hey, it, you know. Even if it's, you know, a race like this where you feel like something crazy might happen and so you're boxing, then that means that you don't have any opinion and therefore, you know, you shouldn't be playing the race. To that I say I have an opinion, which is something fucking crazy is going to happen. And I think that one of these three horses that I'm boxing together is going to be part of the crazy shit that happens. So that I say, listen, if people shit on you for boxing, then you just, I don't know, just fuck them. Fuck them. That's what I'll say. Fuck them. Just fuck them. Uh, all right. So moving on. How we're gonna finish it up? How much you? How much of your bankroll you got left? You just went what six and twelve, right? So yep. that was eighteen. And I got you got twelve dollars left. Let's go. Let's go. So we're gonna hear how Dennis is gonna spend roughly his you know baconator combo meal uh, worth of money here. So six furlongs, another Louisiana bread, uh, twelve thousand five hundred dollar claimer. Dennis, what do you see? How are you playing it? So for me, finale. Um, it's a, like you said, this is going to be fun. This is a this is a price race on the day uh, with twelve five claimers. Uh, that's Louisiana Breads. A lot of speed in this race. I thought between the four, five, six, uh, the also the uh, I think the nine could show something on the speed end. And uh, so for that, I'm hoping that my horse dodges everybody. I'm taking the one Sabre run at 20 to 1, 3 to win, and 9 to show. And I know people's going to hate the show, but he's 20 to 1. If he runs third, you'll at least get back, what, $7, $8 to show? Right. And, right. you know, you times that by four and a half. I mean, you're making a decent bankroll. And if he wins, you know, you get lucky and the horse splits through and wins the race, then even better. But um, one for one at Fairgrounds last year for 20000 was two to one on that day. Oh, actually, sorry, sorry, five to two. I made a mistake. Uh, but closed in that day, hopefully trying to do the same thing again here. Got uh, Del Cid on one time at Evangeline. Del Cid was on fire the entire time at Evangeline. 
and that was the only time he rolled this horse, and that was on a win. And then never rolled the horse again. So to me, it says, you know, this horse, not great for the allowance company that it was in or the open 20000 it was in. But in for 12-5 state, Brad might get lucky in at 20 to 1. I'm willing to find out if that one for one at fairgrounds means that the horse loves fairgrounds. So uh, do you hate that or do you think that there's another crazy horse in here that I should have took? I really I had no idea what to think of what was going on in this race and, and just uh, honestly uh, looked at it and was like, I don't want any, any piece of this closer here. Uh, Cause there are all sorts of wild cards. Like I, I'm looking at the six, you know, the six, no pedigree uh, just thinking back to, to Belmont at the big a uh, and, and just Naira over the summer. Uh, Jose Camillo is training a really fucking nice horse right now that are just like you know running off the screen with hand rides and if you ask him how he's doing it he's just keeping them happy feeding them giving them water like that's mm-hmm. that's how that's how his horses run well they they run well when they're happy so with that you know that cameo horse uh there could be a lot of pace here but at the same time i don't ne- didn't necessarily like any of the closers at all it seemed like every single horse that i thought was capable of winning the race uh, except for maybe the seven cohere uh for jason mew was was uh you know, it, everything seemed to be early speed, but there's so much early speed that I didn't think it could really be supported in something wire. So if anything, I would take a shot with the seven coat here. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I got my stuff in. I'm already I'm already there. Maybe if I if I hit something earlier in the day and I can finance it, then then I, you know, go win play show on on cohere with with Colby Hernandez. Or, I mean, I just go ahead and be a uh, Mitch Merle simp and uh, play the one because bet Mitch get rich. Right. Oh, Oh, God, Mitch, oh. kill me sometimes. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm more than that mid dig a ditch kind of, you know, yeah. kind of, uh, Area now that play. Arlington Park is done, it's it's hard. It, 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 Bet Mitch Get Rich doesn't have the same ring since he's not winning everything at Arlington Park anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least when he was winning there, you know, it, he was at least winning there on horses that I expected that he should win on, or at least not be as high priced. Now it's just well, everything's high priced for him, and it kind of, eh, right. kind of dilutes that. But um, no, and I'm gonna be honest with you, the seven was the horse I was torn between taking between the one or the seven. Really? I thought about betting both honestly to win in place and let it go, but I was like, nah, I'd rather take the one at twenty to one and and hope I get lucky there. Right, right. Well, I mean, hey man, first of all, uh, you know, you said you're gonna be honest with me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show and not lying to me. That would be my first, uh, my first, you know, thanks, which is. Oh, I'll come here to you the entire time. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like when I watched the first 48 and, uh, you know, they're interrogating someone. And uh, as soon as the, the guy who's being interrogated says, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's like, oh, okay. Now you're going to start being honest with you. It's like, okay. Yes, you did murder <laughs> someone and also spend time in that particular quick trip gas station. For some reason, every single murder on the first 48 involves like a quick trip gas station and their security cameras. Yeah, it's it's like they got the best security cameras in the game. That and just like they're the number one choice of murderers, it seems like. All right. That was the entire fairgrounds card. This has been our BBW show, the bankroll builder Wednesday. I've been here with Dennis Trusty. Give Dennis a follow at Dennis underscore trusty on Twitter. Like I said, he's the. He's a he's a great young man slash old man, which I I'm still I'm holding to it. I'm, I swear that he's older than he says he is. But uh, Dennis, you got anything big coming up? I know you do your picks every single day. 
you know, anything, anything else got going on? Uh, just, uh, just that basically I got football stuff probably coming out too. Um, I normally post those sporadically, uh, but the horse racing stuff goes up every day, every week almost. Um, and yeah, Turfway, Gulfstream, like the big beats starting to come up with them. I'm going to have to focus in on that. Have you seen their new turf course, by the way? Uh, I haven't. Are you, what are you talking about? Oh, you don't know that they built the new turf course? At, oh, hold on. I need, need to leave this picture. Uh, it makes Churchill Downs' $10 million look laughable. Really? Hold on. Okay. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it's. So Gulfstream spent three million dollars on a new. Uh, um, oh and, no no no! You're talking about you said Gulfstream uh, their turf course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You cut out a little bit, so I was, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about Turfway for a second, like they'd put a turf course in there. I, I have I've heard. Yeah, no, I haven't seen no, pictures, no, but I've no, definitely no. heard. It would make sense for Turfway no, to have a turf course. To be fair. Yeah, it, it does, but they don't. And yeah, um, but no, so you have seen the new or heard how great turf is Gulfstream, right? Right, right, right. Right. So if they spent $3 million and the turf course looks completely green and looks pretty, what the hell did Churchill do with $10 million? Yeah. How, how did you fuck up grass in the bluegrass state? Like, how did you like not get grass to take in in the place that's supposedly known for grass like that it's it's mind-boggling it's mind-boggling that it doesn't and then it's crazy because i mean it's it's not like fair it is is it, here's the here's the tinfoil hat conspiracy thing is is churchill downs incorporated trying to kill turf racing in north america because i mean they're they're greatly involved with fairgrounds too and there's not going to be any turf racing there uh, we're like, they're like loosely associated with, with Oak Lawn and we've never had turf racing. So, uh, it, it's called the revenge of Arlington park. That's right. Arlington that's what it park is. Getting revenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the curse, the curse of the art, the, the Arlington million being moved to actual Churchill Downs. So, all right. So give Dennis a follow. He's got some football picks. He'll all, he's always got some free, uh, you know, horse racing picks under like myself, who's a dirty, dirty paid tout. Uh, all right. Oh, no, so, I'm becoming a dirty, dirty paint towel too. So slowly. Listen, man. Slowly. Just it's like being like an Instagram model. Like it's like being a young a young girl with a big old fat booty. Like if make money off that big old fat booty, monetize that big old fat booty while you can. So yeah. your brain and your handicapping skills. That Dennis is your big old fat booty to offer. Huh? I never thought about it like that. That's yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Based on the light that just clicked on in uh, Dennis's eyes, I think it's time to get out of here because he's got some things he's thinking about. All right. We will see yeah. you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. With Friday, Daniel Cole Young, he's joining us again to talk about the Del Mar Saturday Pick 5. So we will see you then. We'll be back on Friday. See you later. <laughs>